De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast. An I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to talk about the importance of technology in modern sales and the future of sales and marketing tech platforms. Joining us today is Don Otfos, who is the VP of RevOps at Lean Data which delivers modern revenue orchestration for today's growth leaders. Yesterday, Don and I talked about why sales tech has become a unicorn factory. We also talked about the role of sales engagement in driving dependable forecasts. And today, we're going to continue our conversation to discuss modern sales and the tech stacks, sales, revenue, and marketing. Okay, here's my conversation with Don Otfos, the VP of RevOps at Lean Data. So, Don, we have spent a lot of time talking about sales tech, and I have to say we talked about how it's producing unicorns. We spent some time yesterday digging into this idea of deal engagement as a predictor of whether a deal is going to close or not. Spent a lot of time talking about the tech associated with that. I think the area I'd love to dig into is marketing tech, and in particular, I think to start in any MarTech conversation, especially when it comes to B2B, you really have to start with Marketo. You've got to start with HubSpot. you got to think about marketing automation. So start us off there. Like I'm thinking about MarTech's ability to help me as a sales and marketing professional. Start me off with Marketo and start me off with some of the alternatives that are out there like HubSpot and others. Yeah, this is like top of the funnel, right? Like when you when you look at it from a marketing perspective, it's the unwashed masses, right? So it's like everything that's out there, the first thing that's gonna hit is your marketing platform. And so, you know, Marketo is, you know, they're a market leader. I think other market leaders that exist are HubSpot. Pardot is another one, you know, that I've used. Uh, They were acquired by Salesforce. So, you know, it's it's part of the Salesforce platform today, uh, Marketing Cloud. And there, there are a lot of other smaller companies that are out there. I mean, I think it's still Eloqua, I think is another older one that's out there that I can remember yeah. from way back when, and they're not part of uh, Oracle. So I think it's still kind of a an area that's ripe for disruption. I think a lot of companies are out there doing some cool different things, but we at Lean Data use Marketo. And then, you know, of course, when I was at SalesLoft, we use Pardot. Uh, so, you know, there, there's a lot of different ones that are out there that you can use. And again, it's that front end right? It's that intake. It's the, it's where your lead is going to enter your system is that marketing platform. Cause a lot of times you're going to have things that live in your marketing platform that maybe don't make it CRM for some reason, right? Uh, it may not be qualified. You might have a, a level of uh, market qualification before you allow something into your CRM. Uh, so it's going to stay in that marketing platform. It's going to go into those different nurture streams that you might have based on the type of you know, campaign that it entered your system on. So there's a lot of, you know, it ends up being a very large database in comparison to your to your CRM. It's foundational in many ways. I want to talk about HubSpot. Don, can we talk about HubSpot? Yeah, let's talk about HubSpot. 
Why is HubSpot making so much noise? And by noise, what I'm going to say is HubSpot seems so comfortably dominating merging commercial and mid-market accounts. Like they're crushing it there. Feels like they're starting to bubble up into larger accounts these days. Why is that? Again, like I think what happens with companies in general, as they get acquired or they grow, they tend to get stale right? They might tend to get long in the tooth. You have companies like Marketo that have been acquired by Adobe. You have Eloqua got acquired by Oracle. You have Pardot that got acquired by Salesforce. Their innovation starts to slow down and it makes it ripe for companies that are still independent, like a HubSpot, to gain in an innovative way and take market share from, from those companies. And I think you see that happening with HubSpot because I think HubSpot started in in the kind of the commercial area they had a lot of success and then as those companies grew hubspot was able to move up market and have more success in larger companies as it grew from that pool of smaller companies that it was successful with yeah that's a really good point i would say in my career i was an eloqua yep. then i was a marketo right and it i would agree i feel like they're great sets of software and and i would certainly say there's tons of things to love about each set but i think it's a really it's a keen observation ultimately that once those companies get to a point that they are acquirable or they get acquired, you know, it does put them in a spot that where they're slightly more vulnerable to a upstart. And for those of us in the marketing industry, HubSpot is hardly an upstart, right? But it still has that nimbleness. So it has an independence, right? Like it's it's like they started in, in marketing and they stayed in marketing and they're really good at marketing, right? Like they didn't they didn't get acquired by a company that had a CRM like an Oracle or Pardot got acquired by Salesforce, you know, and I don't really know why Adobe bought it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't have an analogy there, but like, you know, HubSpot's always done well because they've always focused on one thing that they were good at, which was having a marketing platform that was bulletproof. So HubSpot is making noise because at the end of the day, they're independent and they're innovating folks. So I think that's a really good point on. So we've got a foundation, right? Let's step beyond that. Are, are there areas of MarTech right now that are fascinating to you? And if you have one, like, give me an example, like what's out there bubbling up right now that you're like, this is cool. Like what's out there for you? Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at companies like Sixth Sense, they kind of straddle the, the sales and marketing divide right? There's some really cool things that Sixth Sense does for sales that we talked about in a couple of past episodes, but there are also a lot of cool things they do at the front end, you know, in the marketing side before it hits sales. You know, there's a lot of ability in Sixth Sense that I've seen in our usage of it, where you can segment your data in ways to give very targeted campaigns to accounts that maybe don't exist in your CRM yet. You know, if you look at the way that Sixth Sense pushes accounts, you know, we we don't use it at, at Lean Data. You know, we don't really surface anything to a salesperson until it hits that later stage of what they call decision or purchase, right? So it's at a later stage of maturity. That's like, hey, there's definite interest here. They're definitely engaging with your website. They're definitely engaging on marketing assets. You should definitely be prospecting into this account if you're not already doing it. Now, Sixth Sense looks at those earlier stages and says, hey, they're, they're, there's some accounts that might be a good fit for you, but they're not really at a stage where you should be you know, paying attention to it from a sales perspective. That's really where they provide that set of accounts for marketing. So these are the accounts that our marketing team can look at and go, hey, we know that this is at a stage that's not quite mature enough to be followed up by sales, but... We should be doing digital ad placements for any anyone that's at this account, because I think that would then push it over to make it an account that would be in that later stage that we would then want to assign to a sales rep and have them follow up. 
Okay, so we have intent data. You're talking about intent data, right, Don? Yes. Okay, so we're talking about Sixth Sense is a platform that allows companies to ingest intent data based on an account set, right? So those companies say, look, here are ICPs or ideal customer profiles, and here are the accounts and how we're engaging with those accounts. Sixth Sense, your job is to tell me what the relative level of interest is based on those accounts and those companies and those individuals' activity. Do I have that right? Exactly. So, so the ones that, and again, the ones at the later stage, give those of your salespeople to follow up. We already know they're, they're mature enough that if you hit somebody with the right prospecting message and you hit the right persona, you're probably going to get a meeting, right? But the ones that aren't at that stage yet, don't waste your sales reps' time on this stuff. Don't, don't put them into sequences or you know, cadences or you have your SDRs doing prospecting into them. Put those into your digital marketing campaigns. Put those into your Marketo, you know, your nurture streams that you have in the spirit of being productive, you know, you want to focus your sales reps time on those more mature intent accounts, the ones that are in the early stages, that's where you want to put them into your marketing platform. That's where you really want to focus your marketing efforts on those earlier stage intent accounts that you know are a strong or moderate fit for your solution. And we're talking about Sixth Sense quite a bit here, Don. I think we're both really big fans and big fans of the software, big fans of the tech and, and big fans of the people and the culture there. We're, we're clearly Sixth Sense cheerleaders. But I will also say there's competing solutions out there that bear some discussion. So how does Sixth Sense compare to, say, Bombora? Well, Bombora, it's interesting. Like Sixth Sense partners with Bombora. Bombora will kind of look at the greater audience and say, here are some topics that we've created that we think your solution falls into. And if we see that there are people in a given account that are searching for those topics, you know, we want to surface those accounts to you, right? So SixthSense partners with Bombora and will surface that Bombora information in SixthSense as another indicator of interest and another indicator of intent to pull in that account into whatever stage it might be in an intense spectrum of, you know, awareness, consideration, purchase or decision, uh, where it might be in that, in that spectrum. Don, we're talking about signals here, aren't we, ultimately? Absolutely. Right. So we spent some time just the last few minutes talking about this idea of intent. But we talked a little bit yesterday about this idea of a lead as a signal, right? And how to enrich the process of actually understanding whether that's a good lead or not, the data enrichment process overall. But the great thing about a lead, as we know, as marketers and sales professionals and RevOps professionals, is it's something I can touch and feel. It's an object in Salesforce, but like it's a thing. I have a name and I have a company. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not as nebulous as just having an account. Like an account name is fantastic, but if it's like GE, you know, it's a, GE is an enormous company, right? It's much more interesting from a marketing level and, a, and a, even a sales level to have an individual person that you can tangibly identify as driving that intent than just looking at GE as a, an entire corporation. So we've got comparable things, right? We've got this idea of a lead and we've got this idea of intent. But the delta for me in my head right now is this idea that a lead is something that's tangible, but intent is a thing we just talked about for five minutes and I still don't get it, right? So so how do I take intent and operationalize it? Like, do you have an example of where somebody's ingested intent and actually turned it into ability to have a signal that produces something else? Yeah. So again, like how we use Sixth Sense and how I've seen it used and how I've seen it there. And there's, there's other companies besides Sixth Sense, right? There's the band base. There's, there's other companies out there that do similar things, right? Yeah. You know, we love Sixth Sense. So I'm not, I don't want to single them out and say they're the only ones that do this. There are other people that do it. It's great at understanding the account, right? But how do I get to the person? 
So really what we do is we take that account intent data and Sixth Sense scores it for us, right? So we know based on similar accounts in our system and history of like where we've had open opportunities, you know, where it sits as kind of that ICP signal. Is it a strong fit, a moderate fit, or a weak fit, right? So obviously weak fit, eh, probably not going to really want to focus a lot of time there. Moderate fit, eh, maybe we do. Strong fit, absolutely, right? So anything that's like a strong fit in a late stage from an account perspective, that's really where we want to say, okay, who do we go after at this account? And that's really where it falls to understanding your personas when it comes to an ICP so that you can look at your CRM and a salesperson can now take that strong fit account that's at that late stage of intent and then go, aha, I'm going to go into my database. I'm going to look and see who are the right personas. Do I have them in my system? Yes or no. If I don't, I'm going to go acquire them. And then those are the people that I'm going to take and put into my into my sales engagement platform. I'm going to take my contextual messaging that's targeted at that persona. I'm going to put them in those sequences and cadences, and I'm going to drive my prospecting efforts and go after those people. And that's where I'm going to find success. And that, and that's what we've done. And that, and again, that's where we found success. That's where we've been successful is when we do that. Sometimes you have the name, sometimes you don't, sometimes you got to go out and find them. So, you know, one of the things that we train our AEs and our SDRs, especially on is like, Hey, if you get a six sets account, that is a strong fit and it's a purchase stage, it's at a late stage and we don't have any names. Here are the steps you need to do to go find them. Yeah. You, know, you go to LinkedIn, you, you pull in the name, you know, add it to Salesforce. And then, you know, the next step is to get them into an outreach sequence and, and fire it off and make those phone calls, send those emails, because we know somebody at that account is driving that intent. And it is your job, SDR, to go find that person and get the meeting. I want to talk conversion rates, Don, because this sounds too good to be true on some level what we're talking about here, right? I want to talk conversion rates. So yeah. we're talking about this. We're listening, right? We're out there listening. It's slightly creepy, I think, on some level, but we're listening. Oh, it is. So we're ingesting all this incredible information about all the things you're doing as a prospect. And at some point, it flags an activity in Salesforce for us at Lean Data. We use Salesforce. We're a native technology in Salesforce. So of course we do. But it signals to us, this is a high intent customer, which kicks off a process of, of engaging via our own platforms and setting things up so that the salesperson know I have to go do something. That sounds awesome. I love that. What are conversion rates like, Don? So what we have found is if we have a strong fit account, can't get any higher, can't get any, you know, in the, in the range of weak, moderate and strong, can't get any stronger. And it's at a purchase stage, can't get any higher. And those accounts that fall into that, that category if they've been in that state, because again, it can move up and down, right? Like you could be in a strong intent stage and then you fall off, right? Because the intent falls away. But if it's in that intent stage within the last 30 days, if an SDR gets a connection and gets to talk to one of those accounts, they have an 89% close rate on getting a meeting for that account that's in that state. Compare that to a lead. Compare it to a lead? Well, I mean, it would be the individual person, right? So like we're what we're talking about here is the conversion of an account to getting an opportunity with somebody who's the right persona. So so again, like when we're looking at the intent, strong fit, purchase stage, it's at the account level, not the, not the person level. It's really the SDR's job to go find that person and get that meeting. And that's where that 89% comes in. That's fantastic because I, I think there's a lot of folks listening in right now that just in their head, they're thinking, what is my lead conversion rate, right? And we know what ours is. Oh, yeah. Of course, this is what we do. This is what we do all day long. 
But I will tell you, folks, it is not as good as that intent-driven, quote-unquote, lead. So yep. in other words, our inbound conversion rates are lower compared to, quote-unquote, our outbound conversion rates based on using Sense intent data and ingesting that data and firing off activities for sales. Here's where the big challenge comes, Doug. <laughs> did it become a 6QA first or did it become an inbound first, right? Because that's what ends up happening, right? So like if Sense is working and for whatever reason, we don't connect with the right person, it ends up being an inbound. Like we get the inbound eventually because Sixth Sense has identified the right account at the right point in time. And we find that we get those, if we, if for whatever reason, you know, SDR doesn't find the right person, or we tried to do the prospecting and maybe we didn't have the name, or maybe the person we we're trying to get a hold of didn't reply to us, it ends up becoming an inbound anyway, because they end up crossing over that threshold of saying, okay, lean data, I want a demo, contact me. And they come in as an inbound lead. That's what I look at and I'm like, whoa, this is so cool, right? Like that's when it really blows my mind. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like the intent data flows through all the way to becoming an inbound lead. What I'm trying to do from a Ross perspective, I want to make your inbound rates horrible. Like I want to catch all those people that would have otherwise been an inbound lead before they become inbound. I want my SDRs to, to go find them before they become an inbound lead. That would be the holy grail right? Now, invariably, that doesn't happen. But when they do become inbound, I can go back and look and go, huh, look at that. They're a, a purchase stage. They're a strong fit. What do you know? You know, Sixth Sense gave us the right info. We had it. We just didn't connect with that person at the right time for whatever reason. And they become an inbound lead. Fantastic. You know, either way, I don't care, right? I mean, like, they, it's, an, you know, the, the, it's a win for lean data either way. But, you know, my goal would be like, wow, let's go find those people before they even submit the contact me form. Like, let's go engage them. What an amazing customer journey if we can go find those people before they even have to submit a contact me form. Like, that's ideal to me. You heard it here first, folks. B2B marketing and sales is now officially as capable as being as creepy as B2C. Right, Don, we've had, we've had those experiences, right, Don? You're you're oh, like yeah. you're on your phone, you're on Instagram. You're like, oh look, cat toys. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> and then you know, the next morning you get up and your feed is just full of advertisements for cat toys, right? So we could be that creepy. It is absolutely that creepy. <laughs> so so I'm going to turn it a little bit, Don, and I'm going to just say that really what we're talking about is that B2B marketers and salespeople ultimately have the opportunity to be more empathetic with their future oh. customers, right? So we're able to engage people that actually have a, a need in the moment that they have that need, as opposed to the carpet bombing that we're used to doing, right? We can be more intelligent. And I, I think over time, what we're gonna get to is being able to provide unique experiences based on that intent, but also our ability to integrate that idea of intent with what we're offering up at that time. Are they at the top of the funnel and they just really need help understanding where they have a problem? We can be there as great sales and marketing programs. Are they at the bottom of the funnel? It's the end of the year. Guess what? I got a budget I need to spend, and I've been waiting to get on top of this particular area. We can actually be there for them in empathetic ways. I think that's pretty cool. So I'm going to say, Don, we don't need to say creepy anymore. What do you think? I want it to be as, as neutral as possible as far as it comes to me. But in the background, for you, for the marketing folks, it becomes an opportunity for you to tailor campaigns for people at companies based on the stage that they're at in the buying cycle before they even become an opportunity, right? And, you know, like Kyle Porter talks, talks a lot about, you know, the buyer journey and, and delivering amazing customer experiences. Like that is what this enables you to do. 
let's say I'm, I'm a late stage in a, in a sales process, you know, and I have a, a, a high, a low intent, you know, well, I'm going to do a specific marketing campaign for you because of where you're at from an intent stage and where you're at in a buying stage, right? So you can start flipping levers on, on tailoring your marketing campaigns for a specific organization, for a specific person based on those things, right? That's incredible to me. Like being able to operationalize that is what really would be, and again, revenue operations, working with marketing to help develop those types of campaigns, like that's like next level for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be incredibly sincere in the following statement, Don. And with an opening like that, then you probably think, well, the rest of my statements are insincere. But I'm going to say this. I think there's going to be a day when B2C marketers can learn from B2B marketers. I think that might be a few years in the future. But it's so much of what we ingest as marketers and kind of take in as best practices. Quite often we learn from B2C. Don, I think we're catching up a little bit. Yeah, I think it's true. All right. The future is bright for B2B marketing and sales folks. That wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Don Otfos, VP of RevOps at Lean Data for joining us. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to therevgenpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator Podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're gonna publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button on your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't gonna generate itself.